This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to another J-Rock's Lawn Care and Gardening podcast. Here we are on episode 005 named interested in lawn care so as you might know or may not know because we're fairly new to this sort of podcasting world here is not only does sort of the professional end sometimes listen to this uh, from those that are actually doing this day in day out but we've also got people at home that you know already are hobbyists love to cut grass all the rest of it take care of the lawns but we've also got people starting up as well so what this is is just kind of an everywhere from how it can help you in your business to also just the basics of lawn care, just what is it and lawn care 101. So I'm going to be kind of going through it. And if you've got an interest in, you know, how you can add it to your business or where to start yourself in the garden to get your lawn from looking average to, you know, a whole lot better, then, you know, this podcast is for you because we're going to be going through today at just different levels and just different things you can focus on to improve it and offer it. Okay, because I'm telling you now, you don't need to be a scientist to be able to offer lawn care. Right, so I just want to quickly touch on how it started for me. Really, as what I am as a golfer, as a hobbyist, okay, for the past sort of 10 years, 11 years probably I've played golf. You know, I always appreciated the scenery. You know, you could be anywhere almost in the world. You could be be within the centre of a city or in the countryside somewhere and you'd just be surrounded by this beauty, you know. For anyone that, if you listen to this podcast and I'm guessing you're on the same level as me here, where you just respect the natural beauty of things, I suppose. And one of them things when I was golfing, apart from just really loving golf and being fully, you know, tied into that, was the craft on golf courses, you know. Some of them around local to me up in this Morrisshire just to name a few, um, there's Hopeman, Moray Golf Club, that's to get used for championship games. Um, we've got Castle Stewart just up the road again, championship course. Um, Nen Dunbar, you know, there's all these great cl- courses for us. Um, and, you know, each one of them have got a different site of beauty and they've all got different locations. But one of the factors that you can't escape is how good the fairways look in summer and how good the greens look. And there's just this beauty of this, you know, striped green uh, you know, and them being very green and very playable. But there was just this beauty. And it hit a point when, I don't know what the click was, but I just originally thought, I love that there. I want to kind of bring it back to my own house. You know, I want to walk out in the morning and just love what I'm looking at in the garden. And I'm telling you, if you kind of go back on my Instagram and all the rest of it, you'll see how my garden started off as, you know. Years ago, and um, I really turned it around pretty quickly, uh, and that was because I dived into the information and into the what's just as important, the practical side of it, because you can know everything, but if you can't back it up, then it's pointless. Um, and I really made a change. So what it was is I seen it all on the golf course. I brought it home, and I started to test out certain long care methods that others that had been doing this for ten, twenty years had been doing. And sharing the secrets, all that sort of stuff. And I started testing it out on my own garden. And lo and behold, 
I seen progress. And, you know, as this kind of came on and went on uh, and the loan got better and better, I got to a very... You hit this point in life with certain things that you're doing where you feel competent. You feel like you could offer this to others. And, you know, apart from me thinking, I could charge for this. You know, I can make a business out of it. I was also thinking, I really enjoy this. I could pass this on to others and give them the same satisfaction that I hold now, you know. So it was about sharing sort of the love within the green world, let's speak. So that's kind of how I got into it and how my whole business started, even though I do sort of not only renovations and lawn care stuff, but I also do sort of hedge care, hedge trimming um, and general maintenance across the board. So that's kind of where I'm at for my business and how I got started into this sort of side. Um, But just to touch on my business, just so you can see a background, um, I predominantly like to focus on lawn care. I would say that that's predominantly where I'm at if I got choice of all the services. So this is anything from your annual uh, services, such as like scarification, aerations, to your treatments several times a year, and to your just general grass cutting. Um, massively focus on that, but like I say, I also do the general maintenance jobs, like um, whether it's like weeding, border work, uh, planting, and um, all the rest of the sort of general maintenance stuff, to be honest. Um, there's quite a big bracket that that comes under. Now, what's kind of brought me on to talk about this today is I've had a few messages over the last couple of weeks, actually, and even kind of more so since I started the podcast of people saying, Sam, Jay, you know, I get called both of them and they're both fine. Uh, you know, I'm, I do general maintenance at the minute. You know, some guys even into power washing, all the rest of it. Uh you know, I would love to get into lawn care, like, how do I start? Where do I go with this? You know, so this is kind of just my 10 pence in at the, you know, where you can start and just the basics of it, a bit of background information. So if you're sitting there and you're mowing your own grass or, you know, your power washing slabs or, you know, if you're just picking weeds at the moment and you're thinking about adding some other services to your, to your company, then, you know, this is really what I want to give back in this podcast. So talking lawn care then, the way I see it is this, and I don't want to underplay some of this because, you know, people go and they do degrees, they do, you know, turf management, um, and there's there's all, that's just one of them, but there's like, um, I can't remember the name of the actual course, but you know, like what groundskeepers are and all this sort of stuff for golf courses, sports science, all that. And you can go into this whole world to a very deep depth, um, no pun intended there with the whole earth thing <laughs> but you can go very far and you can you know spend a lot of years learning all this and perfecting it and so I don't want to take anything away from them but what you can also do is you can learn sort of these basics and you can still t- make a very turnaround job and a very big improvement so that you can charge people for this and you can also just improve your own area without having to maybe pay for someone else if um, you're a homeowner. So I don't want to take anything away from them. I just want to, a quick little story a guy told me was, he was, he was, his background is greenkeeping and he'd worked in so many different courses and everything around the world. And I think it was at a cricket pitch, if I remember rightly. He says there was a guy that was sort of coiled up to his absolute eyeballs in everything, you know, turf science, all this sort of stuff. And, you know, I think he'd have done like a master's, you know, like five years onwards at learning all this. And he says when he came into the picture, as soon as it was like, right, well, he has, you know, 
he has a rake, starts spreading, you know, he, ha he has the seed bucket, you know, start, like, he was clueless. So he had all the theoretical, theoretical knowledge, and he didn't know what to do with it, you know, hands-on. He didn't know how to implement it from theory to practical, you know, and it just made me laugh because you can be somewhere in between or at the very basic level, but if you're good with your hands and you're good at, you know, realising processes, then you can catch on to this very quickly. So I am very much, like, I'm going to call it the basic level. So I take what I know works at a basic level of lawn care, okay, and then I implement it, I practice it, you know, I offer these services at the basic level of what it is, you know, stripped back, and I offer that service, all right? And I've done it so much that I know that something's going to come around, it's going to work, you know, you can, I can look at a lawn and go, this is what it needs, implement that, and, you know, two or four weeks later, boom, it's there, it's getting better, it's at its prime. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. And I am self-taught, so going back into how I learned it, when I got that over-obsession with, when I got that over-obsession with um, lawn care itself and that I wanted to do to my own lawn, that was it. I was in this YouTube dark hole, how, you know, some years I've probably listened now going, yeah, you're like, you know, every night I'm there. <laughs> and that's fine, you know what I mean? And it's such a great way to learn because as, as I've mentioned before, there's so many great people on places like YouTube now that you can really learn a great deal. And like hopefully with a podcast like this, I can bring it to you as well. So I just want to talk about some um, services within lawn care and really just what it is. Now, let's say if you just strip strip it right back. Lawn care is literally just taking care of your lawn, okay? Doing more than just cutting your grass, right? You are then doing some implementation of lawn care. Um, now, obviously, that's a bit underplayed, but that's basically what it is, right? If you're doing more than just cutting your grass, if you're looking at like fertilization plans, implementing and different products, um, you know, different services to your lawn, this is lawn care. So the first one being, and I'm just gonna speak around prices as well, just in people in case people like need an idea of how much things can cost and the rest of it. So the first one being scarification. Now to me this one's really important. Now scarification, there's kind of two types. And you get the ones that are kind of like a witch's finger, you know, springtime. Um, it's like a springtime rake. And it's normally on some form of cassette. And you can scarify. I mean, this can go right back to just using a rake. But springtime scarification. And all of it does is it rakes away at the turf. And what it's going to do is it's going to slightly dig in, blow the grass level to pull up any sort of thatch and moss out of the ground. Okay. And as I've said there, you can get spring tines that do it, okay, within the cassettes. You can also get a bladed scarifier. Like if you're watching any of my YouTube channels, uh, YouTube videos, I use a Weebang. And that's a swing blade, okay, it's just slightly more aggressive. Um, and apart from that, literally a rake, a spring tine rake, or when I first did my first ever renovation um, on my own lawn, I just used a leaf rake, and even that worked. Because all you're doing is you're scraping away basically all the dead organic matter in thatch okay the thatch is basically this level of best way to describe it actually is when you walk into a lawn and you feel a bit bouncy like you're sinking with a tiny bit that's probably a mixture between moss and thatch okay and the worst thing with this is what it does is when you water your lawn when you're trying to apply in feeds this thatch layer what is just 
dead organic matter. Your grass is constantly dying, shedding, and you know it it gets left into the surface, uh, surface, and over a prolonged period of time, you know it builds up. So this thatch layer that we're talking about really just sucks all that in. It's like a sponge, okay, a sponge of evil, and it's just taking in that moisture, taking in them nutrients. So when you get things like a drought happening and stuff like that, the soil's got no chance because it hasn't had a chance to get any of that water in or the nutrients. That actually has just, it's almost gone in it, okay, and it stops it all. So what this scarification does, whether you're using a rake, the spring tying or the bladed method, right, all it's doing is it's clearing that out. And trust me, when you do this, you get so much out. I've done, you know, three meters it's actually on youtube this one uh three meters by four i think it was and um fill the whole brown bin you know and i've done larger ones and we filled whole skips of thatch and moss it really is a crazy amount you can get off of it so this is so important because it clears that out and it basically allows moisture nutrients and air back into the soils, back towards the roots. Um, and it's just, it is a very ben beneficial method. And now this can be quite cheap. So price-wise, not so much for charging clients, but for actually getting the equipment, any sort of petrol scarifier from, you know, your local hire shop, whatever it might be, I've seen as cheap as about £25 plus VAT per day. Okay, so you can get it in there about quite cheap. And considering as a service, you can actually charge people this around I roughly go off three and a half times my moon rate, depending on the size of the garden. Um so you know, if a garden's twenty pounds then it would be three and a half times that. Um and that would be the, the basic scarification rate with obviously waste takeaway on top treatments and all the rest of it. Then added on. Um now to buy them, you can literally buy them for there was one I kid you not in Aldi and on the UK lawn care group Everyone raved about it, and I believe it was something like 40, 50, 60 quid. It was cheap as chips, and everyone raved. They said it's amazing, you know, it's out of stock, all the rest of it. But you can literally pay up to then thousands using these. Um, so again, mine's a wee bang one. I paid around 750. That was for a bladed swing, uh, a swing blade one. And it's kind of the base end of the professional range. But again, you don't even need to go... In at the thousands with it, you can also go for the petal ones all the way down to sort of, I think, two high 200s, 300s for the petal ones. So really, the range is as big as you want to make it. But if you're on top of it, the electric ones would even do. If you're offering it as a service, then I would say you 100% need a petal one. And if, you know, if you're going to be doing a lot of them, you're probably better going above that £500 range. Especially if it's going to be for years to come. So scarification, very important. The next one being is another service is you've got aerations. So this is another lawn care service that you can add and also just do to your own garden. And this to be done sort of, um, you know, I've seen people go for once every two years to like myself, I'll do it two times a year. You kind of find what's good for you, good for your soil um, and all the rest of it. Mine's a pretty good healthy soil. Okay, I've got no clay in mine. Um, and I go for twice a year. Now, aeration, was it, what is it? It is basically the process of poking holes some way, some form into your lawn and it allows air 
nutrients and all the rest get in there into the rewards or root zones okay now this is more of an expensive process normally um especially when it comes alongside using certain bits of kit but you can literally do this again strip it all the way back you can do the garden fork okay so a garden fork you know it's got the four time uh, solid what would be called solid time aeration you'd be poking holes sort of every six to eight inches one after another from each direction okay and yes it takes a long time and even you know if you've got 50 square meter lawn you're probably looking at a close to a couple of hours to kind of cover that whole area um and you're looking at sort of four to six inches deep as well so you've got solid time what is that it's just poking holes into the soil and you've also got hollow time as well so this is where if you're going to buy one I would probably up your price. The one that seems to be the sort of going rate at the moment in the UK or around Europe seems to be the Swordman. Now, I'm not um, endorsed by any of these companies that I'm speaking about today. So, you know, I've got nothing, I don't know, to go off about. As you know, I'll always give you my honest opinion anyway, even if I was getting paid. But yeah, Swordman seems to be one of the better ones as in it doesn't get blocked up as much. Um whereas the 15 20 pound ones that you can get from sort of your local garden center if you've got something that you can declog them after every two pushes then you're probably going to be all right if you've got any decent size of a garden then they're an absolute waste of time so that kind of brings me on to machinery what is the machinery for it so a hollow tie it's basically like a tube and the machine wise it'll either be on a cassette where it goes around on a drum and it'll basically poke these holes into the soil and it'll eject the bits of soil. So wherever it pokes, instead of just poking a hole, it actually takes that area out of the lawn. So this is also great for reducing thatch okay, within your soils because it'll be removing sort of, I think it's like every every inch or so, it kind of pokes in a, a new uh, hollow tine and it takes out, uh, yeah, it pokes in and it'll remove them so if you have kind of thatch heavy and all the rest of it it can remove a lot of thatch as well um the hollow tine you're kind of looking at to rent around 85 pound plus vat per day now i have seen some areas cheaper than that and i've seen some as well for larger machines in the hundreds now to buy these machines the cheapest one i'm talking about brand new you're looking about 1800 pound so as a homeowner this is probably not something that you're looking at um but if in a business, you're probably going to make your money back pretty pretty quickly doing it because between the two periods of year where you do both scarification and aeration mainly, what is sort of your spring and your autumn, you can book in a lot of jobs and a lot of people get after this. And for things like the likes of aeration, because it's such an expensive thing to either hire or to buy, quite frankly, £100 to rent it for the day, you know, people then tend to buy the service out so these are two basically very keen um services that you can add and they're very beneficial you know it's something that you'd expect a lawn care company to offer now personally i don't own my own one if it comes to it i have got quite a good relationship with my dealer local to myself and they've got a machine that i would hire out and that's where i get the figure of 85 pound plus for that um and now charging that that depends if you're doing things like picking up the cores because whatever it pulls out of the ground and then ejects so it leaves like these little 
you know, tubes of soil in behind you. So then the argument is some people leave them and use them as top dressing, but I would always suggest just picking them up. They're full of nutrients, all the rest of it, but I would just get them off the lawn. You know, if you want them to break down somewhere, chuck them to the side. And only do that if you've got good lawns, okay, if you're doing it on good turf. If it's covered in moss and all the rest of it, don't even think twice about trying to keep it. Um, going on past that then. So they're like two main sort of services that you'd add alongside it. And when you're doing things like full renovations of gardens, what is the process of basically turning, let's call it an unhealthy. So a lawn that has got like a low health score, you know, it's quite a, let's say it's 50% moss. Um, and then you've got a lot of weeds hanging about. Um, it's a process of sort of getting rid of that back down to a base level and then regrowing a good healthy lawn, whether that be by seed or by laying turf. So that's kind of what your re renovation is. And two of the key parts in that is aeration and scarification. So next, I'm just talking about something that everyone would have seen, whether you are down in your local shop or whether you know, you've looked online or whether you've seen someone post anything lawn care related, it normally follows by how did you get it that colour and how did you get looking so healthy? And that is the primary macronutrients, okay, that you add, otherwise known as what you'll see on the packet of the things you may buy, what is your NPK, all right, what stands for nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium, okay, K being potassium, being the chemical element. So the first one being, I'm just going to talk through what they are very quickly. So your nitrogen, okay, that's basically a factor of adding growth and colour uh, to the lawns, okay, to the grass, to the plant, what is the grass blades. Your phosphorus, okay, that's the next element that is, sorry, your next macronutrient that is also going to aid germination and root development. So know what you normally find when you're adding in uh sort of pre-seed fertilizers and things like that when you first put down seed is the phosphorus and the potassium content will be normally higher than what it would be on say a summer feed okay uh so and that takes me down to potassium what is sort of the overall general health of the lawn so if you know you're going through droughts um or you're about to hit frosts so like your last feed of the season again like what i've just said your phosphorus and your potassium will be a lot higher because it protects the roots it gives overall health to the lawn and, you know, you're not worried about growing the lawn loads through winter. You know, you don't want that. You kind of want your nitrogen lower and your phosphorus and your potassium higher. So when you are going into, you know, looking at your lawn care world, if it's for yourself, you need to be thinking about what time of the season it is, what can you offer. So me personally, what I offer to customers is I offer sort of a basic three times a year uh you know, a feed of, you know, MPK, any sort of type of fertilizer that's just going to kind of get things going depending on what time of year it is. So myself, I use products by Total Lawn now. Um, so at the start of the year, it wouldn't be so obscure if I used like a pre-seed fertilizer just because it's getting things sort of ready to, you know, slowly into the season. You're not giving it a kick straight away. And I'm talking about March time here where, you know, the kind of hopefully the second and last frost is going you're probably going to hit some nicer weather all the rest of it and then when it gets into the year a bit better and things are kicked off you know i'm using something with a higher nitrogen rate to kind of get that growth going okay and the potassium and the, the phosphorus is a bit lower so this is really important because 
your macronutrients that you add to the loan is a base level of you know what people what people say is kind of what you're putting on the loans here you know it gives factors of if you're turning to a customer's garden and you have a walk of the property and they go there's something wrong with my grass i'm not too sure what it is you know you're going to kind of after a while get used to the fact of right there's not much moss there there's not much thatch right so why is the blades a bit yellow and like anything else it's probably hungry and thirsty right so the questions you'd then be pulling or asking yourself if you're a homeowner is right well excuse me mrs jones when was the last time you watered it what do you mean water it i, I don't water my grass and you'll go right well it's been a heat wave the last four weeks okay not a problem um <laughs> and then or if she does turn around she goes well i water my lawn, lawn you know three times a week you know a heavy dosage in the morning i always thought that's what you do and you go mrs jones you're absolutely correct so when was the last time i had some food oh what do you mean lawn food okay so they're normally the sort of questions and answers that i would kind of be getting from a customer to like sort of a yellowy lawn so these are the things where you look at and you go you try and implement right it needs feed it needs food okay so the growth in the green kind of comes from the uh, nitrogen so you need a decent amount in there um, if there is no water, but she's already fed it, then you just ask, to up, ask them to up their watering. But these primary macronutrients are so, they're, based, they're just the basics. You know, it's what you can add sort of three times a year and it's going to keep you alone to a goodish state. Okay. And now that's bearing in mind if it's grass that's growing and not just weeds. What's something that I'm going to probably touch on in a different uh, podcast. So past then, what what if you don't use them? What What if it's, you know... It's kept without nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. What's going to happen? Exactly what I just said there. What is, you're going to start getting yellow into the lawn and you probably get a stunt of growth. So if you're cutting on your own grass, all right, because normally if you're paid to do it, it's sort of weekly at best. Okay, maybe but normally bi-weekly, what's every sort of two weeks. Um, You know, you're not going to notice at that point. But if you're doing it on your own garden, if you're all of a sudden, you know, your garden, you get... Uh, two catchers full every single time you cut it okay all of a sudden it comes to it and you go oh i'm not even filling one now then that's quite a good indicator that uh it's hungry i need to either give it some food add some water in there assess the health of the lawn okay and there's little things like this that you can kind of keep an eye on you learn from and where this transfers to those in the professional world is that if you're going to your client's garden every two weeks and you're doing a cut and all of a sudden you go there and it isn't growing as much or it's looking a bit unhealthy. These are things you can use to upsell. Okay, so the method of already having a client, right? And then offering them additional services to obviously line your pocket, but to aid the customer. And these are fantastic things for it within loan care because there's so many sub factors. By this, I mean, you know, if you're already cutting the grass, you can then offer them a feed. Okay, three times a year. That's three additional payments. At the end of that, you can then offer them a scarify once or twice a year. Um, again, lines your pocket, aids the customer in additional health. Okay, but what you also need to be aware of, just on that note there, is you need to manage the expectations of, you know, when you talk long care, people always think they'll do something and it will improve. Okay, and I'm just going to touch on this point because it's actually really really um important and that's 
if you do renovation or any scarification, the loan will always look worse before it looks better. And you need to somehow get that across to your customer that I want to come here. I'm basically going to rip into your loan with loads of little metal blades, you know, pull all this stuff out of it. It will not look as good as what it does right now in, you know, three hours time. Okay, it will look worse for anywhere up to sort of four to six weeks while it recovers. And this is something that I don't always understand. So I was at a client's not too long ago. They weren't being hard by it or anything, but they had a, a very mossy lawn. I scarified the whole thing. And two weeks later, I went back and they went, like, if there's anything you, you think you're worried about, then, you know, just let us know. And I kind of thought to myself, they're worried about their garden. And what it was is I pulled out that much moss and thatch that... You know, it just looks worse to begin with. And you need to have confidence in yourself. As I always say to people, trust the process that, you know, as nature does, it'll grow and it'll repair. You just need to aid that happening. Okay. So you need to just kind of sort of manage them expectations correctly. And the other one alongside that is with things like watering with unknown care, you can do everything. Okay. You can do the full renovation by the book. But then if you turn around your client and you say, as I do, okay, and there's only one person, and it happens to be a friend of mine that I've done a renovation for, and I said, trust me when I say this, you need to water this at least three times a day, and it was hot weather as well, I says the seed cannot dry out, you need to water it three, four times a day, keep it moist, not, not flooded, not overflowing, just the seed always needs to be kept damp, okay, and I normally suggest this for up to sort of the first three weeks, Okay, uh, just until you see that germination come through and it gets to a nice enough height. After that, you can kind of slow it down and just water weekly. But I said, this is key, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no worries. You know, I went back two weeks later and I'm telling them there was nothing. It was still brown, like the day I scarified it. And I asked them, I said, oh, so, because you always have to assess, you know, I don't jump to anything. Has this been happening? Has that? Right, I checked all the areas and there was... I, I'm telling you, things had germinated, but it was tiny. And I said, how often have you been watering? And he was like, oh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, I've been slacking on it. And it had basically been a couple of times a week, a few times a week, not a few times a day. And I says, look, when that's dry, it's not germinating. You need to be keeping it wet. So you can, what I'm getting at is you can do all you, all you want to a customer's garden or to your own garden. But if that's not then kept on top of, what we as professionals in the industry can't always do you know you can't go back and water that client's garden every single day for the next three weeks and uh, multiple times a day what they couldn't charge you enough they couldn't pay you enough to do it because you know so it's on them as well you need to manage expectations and tell them if you don't do this this will be the outcome so mpks loan treatments and loan services like the scarification and aeration are all things you can add. All right. So after going on and like telling you how you can add these in and the feeds and the rest of it, the next one you've got down from your primary macronutrients, what is your general NPK is your micronutrient. Okay. And this is something like iron. Okay. There's a list of them, but iron's the main one that I want to talk about because I love hopping on about it. Iron is unbelievable. Uh, I've got a YouTube video out there and um, the secret to a lush green lawn. Uh, it's out there on YouTube. And it's basically showcasing iron sulfate. And what this is, is you can either get it granular, okay, so within your sort of um, 
within your fertilizers and stuff sometimes you'll see plus fe okay that's a chemical sign for uh for iron being used and what this will help is it'll give it a good burst of green okay i'll bring it through it'll darken that color green and it, it will it'll make it look very healthy a couple of warnings on that mic uh, micronutrient because it is one that's often used and people aren't aware of any of the parameters with it is the first one being it stains very badly okay so you can use it in granular and you can use it in liquid form personally i use it in liquid form but if you've got things like don't know why you'd have them but white fences or you know your beige walls or you know certain um slabs you need to be very careful when you come to the borders when you're spraying this stuff on because iron stains and not just a little bit it goes like a almost a cardboard color right it's like this yellowy brown and it is a bugger to get off i mean i always make i'm always extra careful with it so luckily i've never put it on in a customer has ever had to, I don't know, grip me about, you know, staining the slabs or anything. But I'm telling you, if you do it, then you kind of make a rod for your own back because I believe it's a very big pain to get off. So iron, although it gives a, a lush green colour to the lawn, it also stains the areas around it. Um, also, iron is also the component that will kill moss, okay? So people turn around like moss killers, the secret to killing moss, Iron sulfate, basically, what it does is it burns it, all right? So it'll turn the surface of the moss black and it'll just be then easier to sort of rip out. Now, Premier Lawns is a great person that does this and he's sort of advocate for this is he always scarifies first and then he applies his iron sulfate. His sort of method with this is, um, you know, it only burns it. It doesn't fully, like it doesn't have a, like uh, it doesn't kill it down to like a root and get rid of it. And not it's not like, nothing like that. It kind of just burns it and yeah, turns it black. So he scarifies first and then anything that's left over, the little or amount, he will then spray it and then it'll burn whatever's left. And that'll just kind of come up as you moan and all the rest of it. Um, Personally, I've done both. I've turned up to a client's lawn and I've sprayed it first and then scarified it out. And I've also scarified and then I've applied it. The only thing I would say is if you're applying seed, then I wouldn't be applying iron, you know, at the same time as seed. Uh, either or, I've seen successes with both. So with many things in the lawn care industry, it's kind of, uh, you know, trial it and see what works for you. And you've got to remember as well, every garden's different. So one thing that might work for a person one side of town isn't necessarily going to work on the other side. So, you know, if you're speaking to your your pal that lives, you know, again, across the other side of town and he says, oh, well, I do this three times a year or whatever. This is what I use. And, you know, he's using a, a seed mix that is out in the open, gets sun all day, all the rest of it, his treatments or whatever they might be. And you're sitting there and you've got this big oak tree that hovers over the top of the whole area. You're shaded, you know, it's wet most of the time. You You might not get away with the same seeds and the same treatments and all the rest of it that he does. So you just gotta be very aware that it isn't just a one trick pony and uh, you might have to try a few different things to get used to it. So going on from that, I wanna talk about seaweed. This is kind of the last sort of treatment that I'll talk about. And it's something that people don't really rave about enough, but seaweed is, my God, it's cheap as chips. Uh, the problem is, is from what I believe, 
you don't need much um much value of seaweed actually in a bottle for them to claim that there's got seaweed in it so i'll kind of look around and make sure you're aware of the reviews and the feedback people give before you just go buy and like the cheapest one you see in b&q or something you know make sure people's had results with it before you buy that one okay because i from what i believe it's not um it's not like tracked very well on what would then be classed as having seaweed or an effect of um so what is seaweed it's a soil improver seaweed's amazing it's got loads of micronutrients in there that really helps out the soil it also increases chlorophyll what is basically the method of uh it helps plant take on food basically um and it's just really it's it's something that's harmless it's not going to burn your lawn it's not going to um i mean you can you can overuse anything in life obviously but it's something that you can apply regularly. So what I would normally go through for mine is I apply some form of MPK fertilizer every four to six weeks. And then alternative to that, so you know, I'll apply my fertilizer day zero, and then in two or three weeks' time, I'll apply some iron and some seaweed, and then another three weeks' time it'll be time for me to use the fertilizer again. So I use it like um, intermittently with uh, main fertilization program. And all this does is once when the fertilizer gets towards its back end, uh, back end of its treatment, you know, the seaweed and the iron's kind of kicking off and making up for it. And each of them have their own properties that balance the books. And it's something you can offer to a client. And like I tell you, you can fill up a 20, uh, 20 kilogram knapsack uh, with enough iron, uh, well, both iron and seaweed to use and it'll cost you next to nothing for that so it's something you can either charge at a very low rate or you can bring it into your services and offer it out as a sort of um monthly to every six weeks uh customary thing for your clients you know if they're regular you offer a free treatment okay and it, it will it'll just benefit the soil and with all of its micronutrients and all the rest of it it'll just really help how seaweed actually came along, I just want to quickly tell you this, it'll take no time at all, is it came along from Scottish uh, greenskeepers. Don't know what year, but way back in the day, and what they've done is they used to farm it for the lynx courses off the local beaches. And they used to drag the seaweed in, and when they were going to these harsh winters, they would actually cover the whole greens with this seaweed. And what it would do is protect the greens from very harsh winds and all the rest of it, just being a cover, like a natural cover. But then when the weather started to improve... They used to let it decompose and add it to sand. So when they would then top dress their greens, they would have this um they would have the components of seaweed in there. And then they found that that was very like beneficial uh for the health of the greens. And apparently it's still used in some places today, but I imagine a lot of it they'll probably buy it in. But you know, it kind of goes back to literally I mean I remember telling the missus, I says to her one day, oh it goes, oh, I forgot, it's this week, I'm going to go apply some seaweed, I'm going to put some seaweed on the lawn. She went, seaweed? And I went out, and I'd done it, and I came back in, she went, she looked out, and she went, oh, have you done it? I says, yeah, and she went, I thought you were putting seaweed on, and <laughs> well, what she thought is I was going to put Jen up, like, seaweed, you know, I thought I was going to go down to the beach, chuck some seaweed on the lawn, and it's not until I explained, no, it's like the components of, like, processed, you're into a liquid form, that she was like, ah, right. <laughs> but um, no, but that's basically where it came from. So she's not wrong, I suppose. But, and also, 
it's full of growth hormones so it helps things move along as well it's just an all-round great product to use and like i say it costs nothing at all so within your business you've got the processes of not just cutting not only cutting grass okay out of at a consistent frequency okay you've also got scarification and aeration that you can add alongside you've got your fertilization programs that you've got sort of three times a year personally myself i lessen the feed a bit and put it off every six weeks and then intermittently to that you've got your micronutrients like iron and then obviously seaweed alongside that that i add down as well intermittently to the main mpk and this is all stuff that you can offer out as i said in the beginning it doesn't need to be complicated the things i'm talking about now honestly you can type any one of them into google and you'll find out so much more information about it and it's basically it feels like never ending there's people's different um claims to what they do uh the results that they've seen how often they apply you know everyone seems to have their own thing and after me for so long trying to find what's the textbook thing to do i learned pretty quickly the textbook answer isn't always there in the long care world like i keep on saying your area because of climate soil conditions um how high your altitude is like compared to other parts of the town or cities um how the weather comes in if it's warm season if it's cool season all these have factors in how your lawn responds to things like there's certain grass seeds that uh, go fully dormant in the winter season over australia and the rest of it and they go completely brown i'm talking dead brown and then you know over in the uk because we use cool season grasses like your perennial rye grasses um they stay relatively green throughout the whole year. So it is just a thing that, you, although there's probably a down the line answer somewhere, don't worry about it and think that you're going to just mess everything up because as anything, it'll grow back. And if it doesn't, you can always regrow it. So if you're testing, and this is if you're testing it yourself in your own garden, for customers, I would obviously make sure that you've got a bit more of a base knowledge of this, read into it, and then just kind of go with it. If you've got any questions at all on this sort of thing, I'm not, like I say, I don't have a degree in any of this. I self-taught everything I know about treating gardens and what to apply and when to apply it all through YouTube, reading books and just reading online and um, the practical side of implementing it and seeing what comes out of it. So if you've got any questions at all, yes, I don't have a degree in it, but I do have a good base knowledge and I do offer it as services myself and I've got good sex, uh, good sex, good success offering it as a service as well so feel free to message me and get in touch with me and you know i'll try and help you where i can but the only main thing from here is my sort of final few points is keep it simple you you can go into this as much depth as you want and like i say you can be forever researching information but i sort of model my company everything off sort of the basic side of it and it works really well. You know, I cut the grass. I always offer to up the frequency because it's going to give you, it's going to be healthier the more often grass is cut. Okay, if you could get all your clients on a weekly cut program, they'd probably see some form of benefit to the grass, to their area. The weeds would struggle more. You'd find that the growth would be a lot more pure. It would thicken because it's getting cut more often. And then I also just go with this base of offering them three times a year a general fertilizer. And to be honest, most most of them say no. The ones that go on my Instagram and everything that look really good are normally the ones that are really keen to have them added. Um, 
But yeah, it needs to come alongside. They need to realise if they want a healthier garden. For example, there was one that didn't grow very well and renovated it. And now, every time I go there, it's over a foot and a half. And it's every two weeks I go. But we can't go down to a week. Um, weekly cuts because that's not within the specification, the price, everything else. Um, so you've got to be aware that you know if it's healthier, it's going to grow faster. So that's another one. But keep it simple, and basically that's where I'm going with it. Renovations is another great, another great side to the to the business that you can add. This is basically everything I've talked about above above in one package where you know renovations come springtime if you're looking for it's a it's great how to explain it is like getting out the gate so from a business point of view when you come into spring you know if you've had a quiet winter if you can book up you know 5 10 15 renovations then you can be making really good money you know for a, a 200 i mean i tell you what anyone heard of like green thumb if you have a look on um, their website you can do a calculator and it tells you what they charge on them and I'm not going to say anything about the prices, but it's higher than what I charge, for example. Um, and that's saying something. So you can kind of look at making, for a garden that might be 200 metres squared, you can be looking at making over £500. And, you know, you're looking at, by yourself, you know, six hours work possibly, something around that. If you've got other people with you that know the process, you're looking at a lot less. So there's good money to be made within sort of renovations. And like I say, that's kind of a podcast within its own, but it's another um, service you can then add to your long care list. But if you're a homeowner and you're looking outside now and you're thinking, oh, I, like, I hate walking to the car. Look at that garden. You know, a renovation is actually where you start. And for any of those in the business that think long care is this, you know, really hard thing to learn and stuff, homeowners do it all the time. Yeah, people literally watch 10 minute videos and go out there, order 150, 200 pound of worth of materials and they go renovate their own loans and have great success. So it's really something that you can learn, you can get comfortable with and you can offer and, you know, really work for you and your company. But yeah, if you're unsure and you're a homeowner, you're walking out and you don't like what you're looking at, renovation's where to start. That's going to give you that blank slate of... um starting again getting things growing again is the main thing you can go by two ways you can go the organic way where you'll renovate it if there's any weeds in the lawn you'll wither them out over time or you can use certain products that will kill it all off uh like life safe for example where you can kill the whole area let it completely die and then go again but another one with them is just be aware guys that if you're doing that weeds can still come back the amount of people that I've seen last year kill the lawns because of poor annua. Okay, what's well, like it's like a it's a type of weed grass, let's call it, that will grow and it kinda of ends up forming into clumps and it grows horizontally instead of just vertically. So when you cut very short, it's very noticeable. You know, if you, you'll see it on sometimes towards the end of the season on Premier League pictures even, okay, where you see like you'll see it from now on now that I mentioned it, like spots of different coloured grasses and stuff. These are normally like your fog grasses and your poor annua creeping into the pitches. And I believe they renovate their pitches every three, four years. So people that kill them off and then they still come back the next day. Uh, next year, sorry. So you've got to still just stay in reality with it 
And same when you're telling customers about it. Don't sell them this magic thing of, you know, you'll never have a problem ever again. You need to be truthful with your customers and you need to be honest about the expectations and tell them, oh, well, if this is your budget only, we can miss out a couple of these services, okay, but you're going to get a lesser effect and this will be your end outcome. Do you realise that? Yes. You know what I mean? So you need to be honest and basically learn the process and you'll go from there. But uh, this is a bit of a rambled on, but I just want to have a little introduction about what these sort of processes are, if you can offer long care. And my answer honestly is yes. Um, you know, grass cutting is one thing that's brilliant, but to improve someone's garden, you know, the satisfaction I get from, you know, there's some families out there that I've done renovations for and they've had overgrown grass and it's been um, just horrible, spongy, dead in areas, you know, the dogs peed everywhere. Uh, let's call it in the back garden or whatnot. And you can go in there and you can transform that. And in six weeks' time, their kids have went from having to wear shoes every time they've went out there because there's thistles growing up through and everything else to the whole family can be out there playing, having barbecues. Whatever they want to do is very, you know, satisfying. And it's also very good for uh, your Instagram profile to show them before and afters. Because like I said in my other videos, you know, always take before and afters of things and get them out. That is your proof. That's your identity. That's your, you know... You're backing to say that you can do a good job. For you homeowners out there as well, that just do it as a hobby. You know, it's really going to be something that once you get hooked on, it's kind of hard to get off because once you notice these imperfections, you do get very, you notice everything then. You know, it's a, it's a pain. It, it becomes an unnecessary pain. I went down to visit family not so long ago when I came back. The lawn was like overgrown. So it was kind of, you know, four inches maybe what doesn't sound very much but I cut at one inch you know so when I came back it was you just notice all the the defects then you know but yeah I hope it's helped in some way some form I finally got a microphone sorted so hopefully this has been a bit clearer um and yeah thank you very much for listening so if there's anything else that you'd like to hear to touch on please just either email me or get in touch via my Instagram I think my audience is starting to pick me up now through the groups that I am on on Facebook and Instagram because I'm starting to get more messages through. But feel free to get in touch. You know, I'm here to help. Um, I'll never lie to you and I'll never try and sell you something that I think is absolutely useless. So, you know, you'll always get my honest opinion no matter what the case is. And, you know, I hope we can always help each other moving forward. So thank you, guys. So just remember... My Instagram, YouTube channel and my Facebook is all under J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening if you wish to follow it. If you need to email me for any concerns, anything else, that is jrocklc at gmail.com. You know, and send me an email, drop me a message and I'm here to help. So, hope you've enjoyed guys. Until the next podcast, thanks for listening to 005, being interested in lawn care. Peace out.